Welcome to Comics League. I'm Jared, and I'm here with Nick from the Phoenix Press. What's up, brother? Not much. I mean, we've been waiting for a download. We're talking. We, I guess we decided we might as well make an episode out of it. So basically what we're going to do is we're going to talk about how would we do a DCEU, in other words, if we were doing it in phases, and how would we do the movies and stuff. So let's... Also Spider-Man 3, because I've, I've had thoughts about that for years. Yeah, we're going to redo... So basically what we're going to do is, is we're going to outline our DCEUs, and then we're going to redo superhero movies. So let's start with that. That works out. Okay, so the thing we were talking about before we decided to make an episode out of this. Movie yes, so suddenly I was, I was just like, wait a second, we're here, let's just record this. Yes, it's perfect, it's perfect. You, you are smart, brother. I, I applaud your awesomeness. Um, that sounded sarcastic, but it's really not. Um, Thank you. <laughs> um, so basically, um, what we're kind of talking about kind of catch people up to the pre-show. What is, what is now a pre-show? Yeah, I guess so, yeah, I guess. Um, is basically we had kind of come to this consensus, which I think a lot of people would be like, uh, the really the problem with DCEU is they introduce a character too quickly, they're rushing things, and they should have just done movies in individual characters uh, and lead up to it. And so the, the order that I was proposing, a phase one, if you will, was Man of Steel, and then you do Batman with Ben Affleck, um, Although uh, I do kind of want to, like, this is kind of like a side tangent. Uh, in an alternate timeline, because I, I don't know if you remember this, they offered Pet Christian Bale $50 million to come back as Batman. Yeah, I know that. So I, let's just, I want to go on a quick side tangent where if you kind of think about it, the Dark Knight universe easily could have slotted in to the Man of Steel universe just based off the first movie. Yeah, it could have. So we could have we could have retroactively said Man of Steel takes place in BCU, mm-hmm. and Christian Bale could have like, but that didn't happen. It probably wouldn't have happened. But just kind of an anecdote, I kind of want to do a side tangent. So the Batman happens, and then um, so Batman v Superman happens, but that's kind of late in the timeline. I think kind of like Later. for me is like is the order of, of from there. It's like because I want a film in between Batman and BVS, kind of a little space. Um, Suicide like, Squad. It's either Suicide Squad or Wonder Woman, because like I would put Wonder Woman honestly in between B- BVS and Justice League. Okay, as kind of a breather. BVS does a really good because BVS does a really good job of introducing her. Mm-hmm. Um, also, um, BVS is now is now renamed Trinity. Yes, I, I agree. By the way, Zack Snyder did not want it to be called B- uh, BVS. You know what the original title was supposed to be? What Dawn of the Justice League. Or no, like it should be, Justice Dawn of League Justice. Dawn, of Justice. Dawn of Justice, or Justice League Dawn of Justice, I think is which is Something the like subtitle that, anyway. Which is the was, subtitle anyway. But and and also you you mentioned about how, how they tried to force it um, to to like the the Avengers team level. But guess what? Too many people blame Zack Snyder for that. Where well, I was just Warner Brothers. They just told oh, them, okay, successful, oh. get us to a team. I got you, I got you. I got your name, Trinity. Dawn of Justice. Yes, that's it. There you go. So a tri- because really you could just relabel B- BVS as a Trinity movie and not change it is a Trinity movie. It, it is. is a Trinity movie. It literally is. It ends with a Trinity epic- Dawn of Justice, and you have all three logos. You do the Trinity logo so the people can recognize. Oh, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. Like they recognize. They it's all like the in movies. the marketing where they had the the S shield, the bat wings, and then larger could be the the Wonder Woman W. Wonder Woman! <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Trinity movie and 
a, a Trinity Wonder Woman to, to basically say, here's how Wonder Woman came about, and then Justice League. Yeah. Um, you know, because like Wonder Woman is so far removed. Though if I, if honestly, if I were to kind of make some tweaks to Wonder Woman, I kind of would put a, a little mother box kind of stuff in there. Yeah, a little bit. I would. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I would 100% do, do that. that. That was like the star. That, that was a deleted scene, by the way, where Etta uh, a, a Candy c- comes to the team after the movie and says, okay, so the Germans found something and she puts on a, a, a picture of a mother box. By the way, you know that the original plot for David Ayer's Suicide Squad, which I hope you get the Ayer cut, was, you, you know, what, what, how Enchantress turns evil? It's the influence from the mother box. And then we see the Zack Snyder Steppenwolf show up. Yeah, because that that part never really makes any sense. It's like, but ju- based off of that, a change just could have escaped at any moment. Yeah. So in, in other words, that, that's what we're supposed to be, which is why I really hope we, we get an A or cut, which I'm still convinced we are going to, because it takes less work to, to do that than the Snyder cut, and it would fit in in uh, Zaslav's little price thing. I mean, with with uh with 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 kind of top down Maverick kind of elevating Val Kilmer, now people are more realizing Val Kilmer. I'm hoping we get the Schumacher cut. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm thinking now we can do that. But anyway, back to what we're talking about. So, I, I just, I have to bring up the Schumacher cut every episode. Yes, I, please I'm, do I'm that gonna, because I want to see I'm that I'm contractually too. obligated to mention it every episode. Yeah, it, it said so on his Comics League contract. So, <laughs> <laughs> lads, the, the Wonder Bat guy, I'm the Zack Snyder guy. He's the Schumacher cut guy. We all have our little things. Oh, we're all so quirky. But yeah, exactly. But anyway, um, and then honestly, I would do a Suicide Squad movie after Justice League. Or like sometime after Justice League, maybe not immediately afterwards. So what's in between Batman and uh, um, BBS? Let's just say there's a Flash movie. Let's just say that. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Just introduce. Like it's not Flashpoint. It's just it's just an origin story. Just an origin story. It doesn't involve Flash. Because honestly, that intro scene in Justice League would make a lot more sense if we were introduced to Barry already. And what they should do is show like a scene in the movie. It's a Temen scene. It's it's essentially the security camera stuff that that, that they were showing in BVS, but from Barry's perspective. Also, uh, quick tangent: uh, the first villain for the Flash is Captain Cold. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's the way you keep it co- small. Yeah, it's Captain Cold. And I mean, we, I could I could detail that movie, but let's not do that. Um, so Flash, Batman, Flash, BVS, Wonder Woman, Justice League, Aquaman, Cyborg. Okay. Um, and then maybe you know, J- Justice League Two. Because honestly, Justice League works really good as a Cyborg origin film. So it's like having it, introducing Cyborg beforehand. I think honestly, it's not a good idea. Because yeah. just because the Snyder Cut is basically a, cy- a cyborg film. It- yeah, and Zach himself said that. And pr- 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 pretty much for the people, the, the one rule is that we don't necessarily change the plot of these movies too much. So basically, the Snyder Cut is, and by Justice League, we are forever referring to the Snyder Cut, not Craptus League, okay? <laughs> That's what we're doing, okay? Um, the only question is like Aquaman, because like, <sighs> he does get some stuff. Which uh, a lot of the storyline does actually transfer over well to a solo movie, and um, honestly, that one after Justice League, because yeah. it references some, because that, that one line with Mare where she goes, uh, "Okay, you fought Steppenwolf." That is a nice little transition. But also from care as a care, from a character development standpoint, 
Aquaman wanted nothing to do with everyone. Then he was forced into the world. He had a little bit of character development. Aquaman basically kind of completes his arc from Justice League. So it actually, you know. Um, so I definitely feel like a Flash film beforehand mm-hmm. would help a lot work. I mean, Justice League pretty much introduces Cyborg. Give him a film after that. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, we're, we're in phase two territory right here. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we're probably going to do a Man of Steel 2. Oh, yeah. Um, well, what would you think would be the plot for a Man of Steel 2? I mean, obviously... Brainiac invading. That's, that's, that's kind of more of like an Avengers-level threat, if you will. Or, I or um, we Metallo? could do... Yes, I was about to say Metallo, and that's the government starts trying to get concerned with all these super people, so they start to... to bring Amanda Waller in. Have, you know, kind of bring, have Amanda Waller spearhead the It's project. an Argus project to make Metallo. Yeah, you can bring in Amanda Waller, which you'd already be introduced. So that, yeah, that works. Uh, and then and then for the next Suicide Squad movie, you could have Metallo on the Suicide Squad. There you go. And then I would do probably another Batman movie, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so the first bat, uh, the second Batman movie is Deathstroke. Um, mm-hmm. the, first, the, the first one... Not the Joker, uh, please. No, no. Um... Okay, uh, I'm gonna condiment pull- king. No, 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 no. Um, I'm gonna pull out my the, the thing I'm always gonna mention Riddler starring David Tennant. Okay, that can work. You got to admit, a Riddler with David Tennant would work really well in the Zack Snyder justice. I think so, yeah, yeah. Like, like David Tennant's acting style in, the, in that would work, work really well. That could um, work. I'm trying to think, like, uh, also, it's revealed that um, the person in the suit is Jason Todd. So I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, ma- like, I'm making that alteration. Um, and then also, um, like, it's also mentioned that, like, Dick Grayson's out there. You mm-hmm. know, he's like, like, like maybe, maybe he says to us, like, did you try and call uh, Richard? Uh, I tried calling both him and at the Bloodhaven Police Department. He's not answering, Master Bruce. <laughs> you know, just, just that line kind of tells you, okay, Nightwing is here. He exists in this universe. You know, mm-hmm. you know I'm a Nightwing guy. Um, oh, I love Nightwing. You kidding me? Who doesn't love Nightwing? Except for DC. Though... I'm starting to... Because, like, I want to do a Dark Knight Returns... I mean, we kind of got that with BVS, but like, um, we could adapt like dark. Uh, no, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. Here's here's my alteration. Um, the first film is Dark Knight Returns, and you introduce Carrie Kelly as Robin. Dick mm-hmm. Grayson's doing his thing. So basically, now you have a a, a kind of a Carrie Kelly Robin, and it's mm-hmm. basically it's kind of the plot from like Lego Batman, kind of. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I, I love that. Like, did you ever see that? Like, uh. That one, uh, like, like, uh, late night skit where it's like, uh, you know, it's got like them, and then Will Arnett shows up, and he's yeah, I'm Lego like, Batman. <laughs> no, and then Ben Affleck and Jimmy Kimmel go, no one cares about Lego Batman. Ask your kids then, if they care. And then Lego Batman ended, ended up doing gangbusters. Mm-hmm. Actually, Lego Batman was actually like that was for what it was. Movie. For what it was, it was a good movie. I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. He has Sorry, the bathrobe. Just... He has the bathrobe and the cowl on. Yeah. Um, Robin keeps calling him Padre. 
but yeah, Carrie Kelly and and although also she like what's funny is like those big glasses are, are fashionable again now, so it's like she's got the big glasses. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, you're basically and then uh, I think the second bat like. So the third Batman, I think, should be under the Red Hood. Mm-hmm. Um, second, like I don't know, because like Deathstroke could work for a third villain, but I really want to do an Under the Red Hood movie, um, especially if we're setting up the whole you know got killed kind of thing. You know, mm-hmm. Jason Todd, you know, whatever. Um, also, Jesse Eccles is playing Red Hood, so oh, of course. Let me put it this way. <laughs> After seeing him as Soldier Boy, I'm like, oh yeah, that that's my Red Hood right there. I mean, he voiced him in the movie, in the animated movie, and he did a really good job. So yeah. Plus, he has since you're doing live action, he has the f- physicality to play Jason. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be really cool. Um... <laughs> Sorry, I just had it in my head like, what if Jared Plucky was D- Dick Grayson? <laughs> <laughs> And they keep making plans like, oh, so you're telling me he's a supernatural villain? Just F off, please. You know I had to. You set me up so well for that. I did, and I I feel bad. I feel really bad. One of the things I would definitely not do in the DCEU that they're doing right now is give minor Z-list characters projects. Like, I wouldn't have had a Peacemaker thing. I wouldn't have had... that was that was basically them appeasing James Gunn. That was basically all, like it was it was a it was a combination of they really wanted to appease James Gunn, and also they got John Cena, who is a big star in his own right, to play it. You know, and so yeah. the reason why we're getting a a, a Black Adam movie is because The Rock is playing Black Adam. Although that actually looks really good, I would I I, I definitely say that, that I'm, I think I'm going to enjoy Black Adam. I mean, I'm not really a fan of how it came to be, but you know, it looks like a decent movie. The Rock's a good actor. It's it's. He's got to work really hard to do a bad performance, so. Yeah, but uh, again, it's like, it's because I don't like James Gunn's infantile, like, juvenile humor. It's very put-offish, particularly when I will say I will say Scooby-Doo is actually really like that first movie. That's why I added the the provision when it's R-rated. I do think his juvenile humor, like, like a juvenile pretending to be adults kind of style of humor. Mm-hmm. It actually works really well for like, if you wanted to do that style of Scooby-Doo movie, it actually works really well, I think. Like that first movie, I, I actually really like that movie. Like, okay, I, I, okay this is, this is going to be the Scooby-Doo show for the next few minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, what I really like about it is it leans into all the jokes. Every single joke we, people have been making about Scooby-Doo for the past 30 years, it acknowledges them. Mm-hmm. You know, like the whole Scrappy-Doo, the marijuana, like every single joke we make about Scooby-Doo, it embraces them. It's like, it's actually kind of meta in its own way. Yeah. Like literally naming one of the characters, Mary Jane, he's like, that's my favorite name. And just like the, all, the, all these sheer amounts of jokes, like the whole sexy Velma thing. And then turning Vel- turning Daphne from like a victim into, you know, actually like it, it takes all the jokes and just kind of like, hey, it, I just... I, I did I, like Scrappy-Doo in that movie. He was fantastic. <laughs> making Scrappy-Doo the villain is the ultimate meta joke. And making him a perv. Come let me at him. Let me at him. Let the me horrible at him. CGI of him giant roided out. 
to be fair, it was 2003. So, well, that's true. But my point is, is that, that, that that's why I've only watched three episodes of Peacemaker. I just couldn't do it. I'm like, like, even though the, the CG for Scooby is not the best, it, it works well enough, I think. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so what I would definitely do is, so in other words, so I wouldn't give like D tier level characters any any projects really. So no Condiment King movie? You no. Mean, Condiment King is, Kite Man is not getting a live action series Hell yeah. on HBO Max. Well, she's, she's in the Harley Quinn show. That counts. Well, you know, he's just he's just there to get cucked by cucked and whatnot. So yeah, but I, but anyway, I, I did like what okay. Can we just talk about the Harley Quinn show where it's like it's filthy, but it actually like it actually kind of has a bit of a heart to it. Like I love that show so much. It shouldn't work, but it does. It does definitely work. I, I love where he's waiting for poison ivy in bed and he's naked, but he just has the, the kite man <laughs> mask on. Also, I love Kaylee where Coco is really good as as like that version of Harley yeah, Quinn. She's great. I love where the, they're trying to get inducted into the Legion of Doom, and and then it's Lex Luthor having like a video pr pr presentation, like you just got hired into a new company. It's, or <laughs> Welcome it's like to the Legion of Doom, where our motto is. <laughs> I love where Rob, where uh, it's on that reality show, and Robin needs a nemesis. Who's like, will you be his nemesis? It's so good. And then Condiment King appears like, no, no, we don't watch you, Condiment King. Well, I want to be his nemesis. No, no, anyone but you. Anyone but you, yeah. And I love you don't where... fit the mustard. You don't fit the mustard. I love where, super, where Wonder Woman... Okay, movie... you're not going to acknowledge the epic pun I just made. Yeah, I know. I love where, uh, where like, Wonder Woman makes some kind of anti-alien joke, and then Superman goes, what's that supposed to mean? Be better, Wonder Woman. <laughs> That was so good. But anyway, so what what movies do you think? I mean, so I, I actually, here's the thing I want to say. You said something in our pre-recorded, uh, in our pre-show back room about the, the Catwoman movie CG. And I wanted to. Uh, to oh, my God. Yes. Uh, you could have you could have introduced that a little bit better. But like, I no, guess we're going in this. I just thought of it. I guess we're going to the section where we're redoing superhero movies. Yeah, um, now we're now we're doing if we're going to redo a superhero, it, so we're going to pick talking, like a couple of movies to, to redo. Go. So I guess we're starting with '84. Um, yeah. And guess just get that out of the way. Um, like I think Kristen Wiig was good as Catwoman. I almost I almost called her Catwoman. <laughs> I'm like, um, wait, what? At Cheetah, I think the last bit, like that CGI was so bad. It's it's like I've seen better oh, CGI God. in Catwoman. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking about the Holly Berry version, by the way. Yeah, yeah, there, there was one. Like, at first I thought, oh, it's Sashi, cool until she starts moving. I mean, when they showed her face, that was cool. The rest of it, uh. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, a really telling sign that they knew it was crap is they said it all in shadows. That is a telltale sign that the people making the film know the CGI is bad because they want to hide it. Exactly. But but yeah, and. My other problem with Wonder Woman 1984 is that all, all, all of a sudden she just has the golden armor. She's like, oh yeah, I found that. And then she doesn't use it that much. Yeah. And it, it gets wrecked. And I'm like, and I'm like, what? So many things uh, wrong with the movie. And she like... suddenly knows how to fly. You know what movie I, I really feel kind of deserves better? Spider-Man 3. <sighs> okay. Let's like, talk about Spider-Man 3. <laughs> so... 
Spider-Man 3, as is, is a meh to not good movie. Mm-hmm. But, you know, huge ass, I feel like um, there is a good movie buried in there, like the Sandman stuff, the forgiveness. Because, um, I mean, it's, it's a well-known story that Venom was shoehorned in there. Originally, oh. it was supposed to be Sandman and the Vulture, and the Vulture was supposed to be played by Ben Kingsley, which that would have been that. awesome. It was either Ben Kingsley or John Malkovich. I could see either of those. Oh, oh yeah, John Malkovich as the Vulture. Though, though, uh, Michael Keaton did an amazing job as Vulture. Mm-hmm. Um, that version of Vulture was reportedly on the MC- on the set. He kept saying, "I'm Batman." Well, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. So I love and, that. And, I, and I'm sure, like, he's like, "What do you say?" Because, like, what do you say to that? Because, like, he's he's not technically not wrong. Yeah, he had he has been Batman. Uh, here's what you say. Not anymore. Oh, okay. Side tangent. One of my, like, there's actually, like, in Spider-Man Homecoming, there's two DC references. Um, there's one that everyone talks about where it's like, I'm sorry, Flash, you just weren't fat, fat, fast enough. You know, Flash Thompson, you know. Mm-hmm. But saying Flash and fast, we know what you're getting at. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think the writers, they couldn't help themselves, and God bless them for it. Yeah. But there's also a Blink in the Misfit one where it's like, after the party where Vulture drops him, there's kind of like a really quick shot where you see Vulture framed up against the moon. And that's obviously that looks like reference Batman. To, yeah, that is, is, is a reference to that shot from 89, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And it's, it's like It's kind of like, it's like a split second shot, but like he's perfectly within the moon. It's, it's gotta be, you know? Yeah, it's gotta be. The, the, at I least think, they I were think, inspired by it. I guarantee you the creators are like, I could, like, I'm sure like they're going through the going through the footage and they see that shot and they look at the CGI guy. It's like, really? Like, we got Michael Keaton as Vulture. I couldn't help myself. They're like, yeah. fine. It's a two second shot. Anyone who notices it's a reference, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love when they hide DC references into things like an, I am, uh, I am legend. And they have the reference to Batman versus Superman before there was a Batman versus Superman movie or even better. You do too much. You're not Superman, you know. <laughs> Literally in the movie, and they I use know. it in the trailers constantly. Like that blew my mind. Like, wait, wait, did that Marvel film just say, say a DC thing? Like, uh, speaking of that, in that show when Peter shows up, he goes, "Hey, where are all my comic books? All those horrible things I threw those away." And I'm like, "No." And and you know the best part is. What? Those are probably Superman comics. Like, yeah, most it's probably DC. Those are comics. probably Superman. Yeah, because I think it's actually in universe that like DC comics exist in Marvel and Marvel comics exist in DC. Like I think they've kind of cool. shown that a few times. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Sorry. Um. But anyway, getting back to Spider-Man three. Um. In my opinion, you know, obviously Venom is the biggest problem here. Um. But the, the thing is, what I would do is I I cut uh, they're basically I cut off the film. You know what? The church scene where he gets rid of the suit and it falls on Eddie Brock? Yeah. That would be the end of the film. I was about to say, you should end it there. Um, and basically have the film be like, um, it's basically a part one and two kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, where, because you, you really double down on the forgiveness to where it ends on a low point where he think where basically he thinks he killed, he killed uh, Sandman. Yeah. And he realizes it. Or he talks to Aunt May and he recoils and he takes the suit off and then it falls on Eddie Brock. You see him roar, cut to black. Yeah, that's fantastic. I would love that. Because that would give more space for, like, basically, 
breaking that movie into two parts gives more space for everything. Gives more space for symbiote Peter. Gives more space for a lot of more stuff to breathe, you know. Um, and it just, you know, opens up the second end a lot better. You know? Exactly. Now, I could definitely see that. I think it would be a, it's a great idea because the, the main complaint of that movie is that it crams too much in. If you split up into two movies, there you go. That's done. Yeah, it's basically Batman and Robin all over again. Oh, yeah. But, um, boom! Boom! Like, like, brain dead Bane. Yeah, uh, uh, that that was the biggest, like, oh, gosh. It was, it's really kind of a middle finger to the comics. It's in the comics, brain is at, Bane is actually a really clever person. Yeah, it's like Nolan had a better conception of Bane. And it was I actually kind of funny, like, they did. I, I really don't like how instead of venom it's like oh that mask is for a pain reliever you know it's like yeah it's it's kind of stupid you know um so dumb they basically did it to give bane a weakness like a kind of like a a third act you'll rip the mask off kind of thing like it's basically give him a weakness yeah and it's like remember he didn't use uh he wasn't like a roided out dude in that movie either so i'm like oh gosh dude Although I did like how they recreated Nightfall, so I was like, okay, that's cool. No man, they they also did No Man's Land in that one too. Yeah, exactly. And but I also love how Batman apparently knows how to heal a back in like a week because it's like I'm just gonna hang on ropes. Okay, I'm healed. Yeah, it's really stupid. It, it really should have. It really should have been like over the course of like a year or two or something. Yeah. Or two parter. He breaks his back. A Bane takes over Gotham, and movie. You know what's really sucks is two parters were actually the style at the time. Yeah. So they could have done Dark Knight Rises parts one and two. I mean, people would have grown, but it would have it would have been fine. And in part two, you introduced Dick Grayson. In other words, you mean John Blake? But yeah. I'm sorry. Like, but don't uh, make it so John... his real name is Robin because that's dumb. That John Blake stuff is such a huge cop out. Like, like, hey, we got Robin in the movie. It's it is such like okay, yeah, he acts like Robin. He kind of fills a Robin role in the movie, sure. But like having his like last minute be revealing his name to be Robin is such a stupid. Like honestly, you know, um, like what 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 it should have been is um, uh, what it what it should have been is um. They like when they're calling out for his stuff. He they they should have said Richard Grayson, and he was like, uh, actually, no, my name's I go by John Blake. Exactly. You know, like th- that that or were, you his know. name because remember he, he he was in like an orphanage. His name was Dick Grayson, but w- when he left the orphanage, he changed his name to to Blake. Oh no, even even better. Um, have it be um, Richard John Blake. They, at least you're doing that. See, that would have been better than why don't you use your real no, name? No, 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 Robin. You know, uh, uh, Dick, Dick. Well, the thing is, calling himself Dick Blake, um, because like if in that kind of situation, they would have said Richard. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know that kind of nickname kind of thing. But everyone um, would have gotten it if you said, oh, "Oh, my name is Richard." Yeah, and then also the other thing is, um, that that bag could have been like his personal effects and stitch onto the bag you you when he walks out you see it has a robin symbol on it 
or Nightwing and just uh, um, skip the Robin part. And then w- what they could have done. Well, well, I'm just I'm just trying to think of a way to easily communicate the audience that he's Robin. Yeah, that, like have a classic true. Robin symbol. Have it be stitched onto him, you know, kind of thing. And what they could do is they could make it so like Batman was already uh, already had like an in case of emergency suit in the Batcave because you see at the end of the movie he he ends up in the Batcave. Then the the thing the cave comes up in other words that that little square that batman stood on and then what you see is he he sees the suit then the last shot of the movie is him spray painting the r onto it or even better what he does is um you see the suit pop up he looks at it he kind of shakes his head a little bit he grabs some blue spray paint and goes you know basically does you know, basically implying that he's going to turn the bat suit into the Nightwing suit. Yeah, exactly. But I'm like, oh, God. I'm like, I wish he would have returned so we can get, like, more, uh, so we can, like, see, like, him as Robin and stuff. But when I... Uh, uh, Nolan made a lot of really questionable creative choices in those movies where I'm like... People talk about like they're the, so true to the comics, and I'm like, are they, though? The biggest thing is his insistence in making Dick Grayson be the one who got killed like why that was Zack snyder yeah I'm wait 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 oh. i'm talking about chris nolan oh oh okay sorry i thought you, I, I, in my head i thought you were talking about Zack snyder I no well the, i think the reason why he wanted dick grayson by the way to be the dead robin is because the, that's always the one that robin's always had a closer relationship to and then killing uh dick grayson would be to uh, would essentially push batman to that point where we meet him in bvs where he's like a murderer so would jason people. todd jason todd would have had the same effect you know i would argue here's my theory not, here's not my be- theory here's, here's my theory mm-hmm. i think uh zach snyder didn't want to do any robin stories so that's why he he he, he had dick grayson be the one that got killed because if it's jason todd then he would say, where's Dick Grayson? Where's Dick Grayson? Where's Dick Grayson? When is Tim Drake showing up? You mm-hmm. know, because having it be Jason would basically imply that, that Dick Grayson is out there. Yeah. And I, and, and, and the thing is, and the thing is, Zach knows this. And I think he didn't want to do a Nightwing story. He didn't want to do that thread. So he just wanted to like have it on the wall, have it be part of the backstory, but not have to touch it, not have to go into that whole, like whole, whole backstory. Or, what he could just do is that if he would have continued on, I mean, he he could have like changed it and said, okay, that, that's actually Jason Todd. Okay. Because remember, a Nightwing movie was on the slate. So question, is there anywhere in the DC films where it says it's Dick Grayson? On a tombstone. Okay. okay. But they could always say that that, that, that was before um, Jason Todd and, and they had to fake Dick Grayson's death. That just seems like too much for not enough. Um, a little convoluted, you know, like, like that doesn't seem... Eh. Well, they could always just say that... Uh, the, they could always, like, make Jason... T- I mean, Dick Grayson essentially the Jason Todd of this of this universe. I Basically, I just say, like, um, I, I basically say, okay, so every future edition of that movie, we're changing the Grayson to say Jason Todd, and we're just changing that plot point because I don't care. Yeah, you could just change it and be like, um, okay. and, and honestly, most people wouldn't really care that you change that plot point because people didn't like the plot point anyway. Mm-hmm. So I would just, I would just, I would be just be like, okay, it's Jason Todd now. 
uh, we'll CGI Jason Todd onto that gravestone and, you know. Whatever. There you go. That's done. That's totally fine. And, and I believe that that's uh, Snyder himself has gone by, uh, uh, back and forth on that. So I, I don't think he would care either. But anyway, go, go back to Nolan. Nolan made some really creatively questionable choices. It's like mm-hmm. when he said, the way he made Talia al Ghul was all wrong. Like when she said Talia, I'm like, oh, that's actually really cool. And then she stabs Batman in the gut. I'm like, no. She doesn't want to kill Batman. And my point is, is that, is that Talia Al Ghul, as far as I know, doesn't want to kill Batman. I mean, she'll she'll roofie him and uh, date she'll date date R him into conceiving. Well, a child. yeah, but the point is that she is in love with him. But she's not a monster. No, no. But my point is, she's more she's very morally ambiguous. But let me put it this way. She, she wouldn't do in the Dark Knight Returns what she uh, what she, uh, comics Talia would never do what Nolan had her do. Oh, I agree. I was just having some fun. Yeah, exactly. But it's like that. The fact that he didn't have like a, well, I understand that Nolan wanted to have his movie be like very grounded, but that then he shouldn't have used someone that, that's like dependent upon a super drug. So. Bane being part of the League of Assassins, I'm actually not really, I don't really care about that. Like, that's that's fine for a plot change. Like, I can see someone like Bane being in League of Assassins and Holt and him being too extreme for League of Assassins. Okay, mm-hmm. that that's makes fine. sense. Like, like that's enough of a stretch that falls within their own believability. And honestly, for the third movie, bring, tying back in to League of Assassins, I think was a good idea. Yeah, that was 100% a great idea. I, I mean, I would have just brought back Liam Neeson because that guy's cheated death so many times. You know, like, like it's this is literally what they can do. Cheats. Do a flashback: the train goes down, and then right below ta- the Gotham Tower happened to be a Lazarus pit, and the body just flew into the Lazarus. Or, or pit. just say, or just say, like, because you got to realize there's like uh, there's been times where it's like been weeks where the body's been dead weeks, they're still getting Lazarus pit, you know, whatever. Or well, it's like Talia found the body and, and brought it to a Lazarus pit. There you go. Yeah, easy, easy, easy. Yeah. You know, like, easy, easy way to explain Cause, it. Because, you know, like, Talia, I mean, obviously Talia would have known her father was doing that, so she was probably nearby, mm-hmm. you know. So let's say they recovered the body in 12 hours and then got the body onto a plane and jetted to the nearest Lazarus pit, like, let's say it's 12 hours away, like, that's perfect. Plenty of enough time. Plus the fact I love Liam Neeson as as uh, as Rachel Ghoul. He was or, fantastic. Or, yeah, and it's like like literally like if you're gonna bring back a character, you know, like resurrect a character, like literally this is a character who's known for being resurrected. Yeah, his whole thing is being resurrected. So like bring Liam Neeson back, you know, or whatever, or, or like, and if you don't want to do Liam Neeson. Have another character be Raz Rachel Ghoul, you know? Like have him say he had to switch bodies or something. Like you could, there's plenty of stuff you could do and have it make what sense. they could do is they could have made it so it's actually Jason Todd, but he had no relation to Batman in the beginning. They could essentially take Under the Red Hood and adapt it. <coughs> well, that's just turning the movie into something, into something totally different. That's an entirely different discussion. Well, oh, yeah, okay. You know, like like you're kind of turning the movie into something totally different. I'm trying to like at least work within the confines of the basic plot plot structure. Yeah, yeah. 
but 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 yeah, hundred percent. They wanted to bring back Rage. They could have totally done that instead of just use the right the character that's the that's one of the least grounded Batman villains. And and as far as the steroids, like they could have said like uh like they could they could they could have made uh they could have made Venom like of a vapor, and he's constantly inhaling it. You know. Yeah. And or it's they like, could have just the thing is the thing is like they could have said uh Venom. It's like you know like uh. Or they just could, could have called it like V26 or something, like something to where it's like it alludes to it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and they could have also be because um, the, the, um, the, the military has long been experimenting with super soldiers, but they could I have mean, done. Hell, Hitler, Hitler, Hitler uh, messed up his army, so. What they could have done is made it so Bane's former U.S. M- military or f- former military of like uh, South America, if they want to make him the South American version, and they could have made it so uh, he got disarmed, di- discharged from the military, then he went to the League of Assassins. What I here's what I would do. Uh, if you want to make it in the movie go full full circle, you want to know what you do? The blue flower. And and instead of it turning into the fear toxin, what what he does is he takes the blue flower and on his island of San Pablo, he turns it into venom or or V twenty six or you know to change the name of the drug. Because um, if, if venom is too is too silly of a name. Just have it be something else, but it does has the same effect. People will kind of fill in the blanks. I think that would It'd be, be hilarious if the name of the drug is LV426. Why are you doing an aliens reference? <laughs> I had to. I mean, I don't blame you. I like I, I respect the fact that you, you set up so many... well when you said uh V26. I was like, oh. I mean, to be fair, I put in stuff simply because I wanted to, so it's a fair play. Yeah, you know, um, I'm I'm getting back at you right now, dude. Then do it's your show. Get back at me all you want. But yeah, so that's kind of where uh, where I, I fall onto that topic. Mm-hmm. So, but I uh, I will say the movies are still mostly good. One and two are great. In other words, Begins and Dark Knight are great. Rises is meh. I would say. Okay, so this is my hot take. That's gonna get me canceled. I love Batman Begins. Dark Knight is boring. Dark, uh, Dark Knight Rises is okay. I could see you saying that because there are certain times when Dark Knight like drags on, and I'm like, get it just the goes point. on and on, and it's like they, they like. I first off, I think Aaron Eckhart for a li- I, I like they kind of wasted his character and his Two Face because like I like the setup, and I think Aaron Eckhart. Would have done a really good Two Face if you give him more flesh out. They should have so made su- him Two Face earlier. It was so superfluous, like the whole him being Two Face. It was like Two Face for like twenty minutes. It was so superfluous. It was like you could have literally cut out all the scenes, and literally the, the film probably would have been the same. Yeah, what I would have done is move the Two Face part more toward like make it a halfway point to mark the the um the middle of the movie. He becomes Two Face, and then the whole thing is him and Joker um screwing with Batman. Well, actually, what I would have done is I wouldn't have killed Two Face per se. Mm-hmm. I would have just killed uh, Harvey Dent. Like, yeah. say Harvey Dent's dead, and then, and in this universe, Heath Ledger never died. Um, and mm-hmm. so, Dark Knight Rises, and this is an entirely different movie. You got three people: Two Face, Joker, and Harley Quinn, played by Christian Bell. Yeah, I could see her playing. Uh... I mean, come on. Christian Bell from like late 2000s, like 2009, 2010, 
would have been perfect as Harley Quinn. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. I can do that. So you have, you know, Heath Ledger, and and the thing is, like, Christian Bell and Heath Ledger are really not too different in age, so that would have been fine from the age perspective. Um, and then Aaron Eckhart's Joker, and, and the thing is, like, you know, they're doing the dentacutism, and then, then Two-Face appears, and, and that's kind of a whole revelation that kind of twists things in. Um, you want to throw Catwoman into the mix? Uh, I don't know how you fit her in. But, no, you know, because here's the thing. Catwoman was such an afterthought in that movie. The only thing she does that actually helps the plot is she kills Bane. I mean, as a supporting, as a supporting protagonist, I think she works. I mean, she does more than John Blake, let's be honest. Well, um, yeah, but I wish they did more with her and showed more of her establishing the relationship between her and Batman. But, it, but as far as, like, what she adds to the plot, I think she adds a lot. Like, she questions the morals. Like, she's, you know, like, you know, like, the storm is coming, you know, the rich people. Like, she kind of calls them out a lot. Like, there's really good interactions. And, like, she is actually integral to the plot, you know, finishing and whatnot. So I feel like Catwoman, I'm, I'm kind of defending it a little bit, you know. I see. Um, like, John Blake is, is superfluous. Like, you can cut him out and that's and it's fine. Yeah, because really, he doesn't do anything, really. Yeah, whereas Catwoman, you know, she set up early in the movie and it's just like her interactions really help because because really it's like Talia versus Catwoman. That's kind of like the the thing. Um, and he ends up choosing Catwoman, you know. Um, and don't get me started on Talia. I do think it was actually a really nice touch to where in the, the final scene when you see when when we see Bruce in, in at the cafe, Catwoman, if you notice, she's wearing the mother's pearls. Mm-hmm. The very thing she tried to steal that night. I thought that was a really good capstone to the whole character and the dynamic. I thought that was yeah. really nice. Well, another thing I would have done is I would have made it so he knows. Uh, in other words, he, he met Talia when he was training in the League of Assassins. He recognizes her. In the movie, she tries to like gain his trust by saying she's turning over a new leaf. We have the whole, except she doesn't die. She gets put in prison. Then she's broken out by Damian Wayne. It was it, it, Damien's a little older because I'd say a couple of uh, like a good amount of time has passed okay. between begins and Dark Knight Rises. Okay, uh, so we're so basically we're doing Dark Knight Rises, but we're setting up for a fourth movie. Here's yeah. what I would do. Basically, uh, Talia, we do flashbacks to his training at the League of Assassins, where Batman begins, and basically what is implied is he had a relationship with Talia behind the scenes. Mm-hmm um during that time because like he was there for quite a long time mm -hmm. you know and even if we never saw talia there's nothing to say she wasn't there mm -hmm. um you know and he might even not even known that he was rachel ghoul's daughter and then in know? dark knight 3 we we can show flashbacks to them actually together yeah and, and then she reveals i'm actually you know talia al ghoul because he thinks like the girl you know like he just thinks he's some like general in the league of assassins Mm -hmm. you know um and then like and you could still have the stabbing but it could be like i'm sorry i'm sorry bruce but i can't let you do this she mm -hmm. stabs him not to kill him but to stop him from doing this thing because yeah. like she knows that this that he'll survive from the stabbing but he won't be able to stop her like that makes it that actually makes it you know you know what i'm saying yeah in other words and then we establish that so you still get this thing of betrayal but it's still within character yeah exactly that 100 works and then, and then, and then, so, and, and I'm also doing this to kind of fit in what you said. 
the after credit scene is she goes to prison and she gets broken out by uh, Damian Wayne. <laughs> so, see, the thing is, the reason the, re- the reason how that works is you establish in the movie that they had relationships during that time. You know, and you got to realize there's been like t- like what at least ten years between those movies. Mm-hmm. So I would say ten be, years. So let's say Damian Wayne, Wayne is twelve years old. Yeah, there you go. And um, and, and so at the beginning of Dark Knight Rises, Damian Wayne is twelve years old. Um, and that's a post credit scene. So it's like, and so that way it makes perfect sense because you already had a step. I I think like a screenwriter. So that I think uh, like mm-hmm. you know set up and payoff. So that's kind of where where I'm attacking yeah. it from. Um, so you had set up the fact they had a relationship all that time ago, and so when Damian Wayne appears, um, it makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. And you think yeah. you don't even see to see, say Dame like, ah, oh, Damian, so good to see you. You know, just say Damian, and people will know. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Or even better, have a kid, have a twelve-year-old kid, and it's like, hello, mother, and then you know, good. Yeah, and then uh, the next movie is the Son of Batman story arc. Oh, oh, even, okay. I gotta read, read it. Like, hello, mother. Are are we, are we, are we gonna go see father now? Yes. There you go. There you go. That's the last line. <laughs> no, and then uh, no, and then the camera pans over Talia, and then and then she just smiles, and then no, 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 no even better. <laughs> so they're let's say they're at uh, Arkham, you mm-hmm. know. Um, uh, uh, you know, like they go, they're on the roof, and, and Damien says, "What now, mother?" And she says, "We're gonna go see your father." And then it pans up, and you see the bat signal. Yes, there you go. That works. That and works. that tells you, like, that tells, like, that tells the audience everything. Yeah, that's all. And then the next movie is the Son of Batman. <laughs> see, they, we should be in charge of the DCEU. We could do this. Where's our where's our where's our paycheck, Warner Brothers? It's not that hard. We can do this for you. <laughs> I was like, come on, guys. So anyway, yeah. I can't wait till like I'm a writer at DC Comics and then I just bring you in kicking and screaming to be a writer. You don't have to bring me in kick, kicking and screaming. I'd love to write for DC. First so off, like I would doing- eliminate all trace traces of Brian Michael Bendis. So like I'm doing my Batman run and like. So, uh, so we're, uh, okay, what, okay, uh, this is a good one. All right. If you could write a comic for DC Comics, what would you write? I would, I would do a Batman or a Nightwing title. I would, I would do Superman or Justice League. <laughs> oh my God, you and Justice League, it's, I, I'd, be, I, I'd, I'd like take a peek at your script being like, could you put any more Snyder Cut references if you want? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, <laughs> I, 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 like I, I'd email and you say, you know, you could put more if you wanted to. It, like, no, it would. I'd be collaborating with Zach, going, "Okay, let's secretly just do the entire movies as comic books." <laughs> and then for Superman, I would constantly be like making fun of like uh, of like Pat of like Brian Michael <laughs> Bendis's run, and it's like it, it would be essentially like John Kent shows up, and then uh, and then Clark goes, "I really don't want to see you grow up." <laughs> which which has a double meaning yeah oh and then also i would have superman be with wonder woman instead of with lois lane because i was a big fan of that storyline in uh new f- 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 um, 52 yeah and then so, so you know the original plan for new 52 donna troy is she was going to be the daughter of superman and wonder woman that that would have worked 
Yeah, that would have worked. But the problem is, so with that series, the first two volumes were really good. And then DC brought in some uh, uh, um, Pierre J. Tomasi to write it, and he sabotaged Oh, my it. God, that guy. Oh, my God. I hate that. Uh, okay. I, I'm, I'm not going to say that word. I really don't like Peter J. Tomasi because he did, like, the last few volumes of like, the original run of Nightwing. They were terrible. It was so dry. The dialogue and the writing was so bland. It was so, so, uh, and, and that's yeah. what ended the, and they ended the original run of Nightwing with Peter J. Tomasi. And that's the, what happened and, with and, Superman Wonder Woman. Because what they did is that in the volumes where he picked up, Batman, Super, uh, Batman and uh, Superman and Wonder Woman were constantly fighting. And then they eventually broke up. And I'm like, God damn it, uh, Tomasi, you're re re really messing it up. Where the first two volumes... They were building towards something. He's not a good writer. He is not. I think he's supremely overhyped. He's he's like Tom Taylor and like uh, and like a lot of those guys writing at DC. He, uh, he sniffs his own farts a little bit too much. Yeah, exactly. But uh, but yes, <laughs> but yeah. So it would be kind of funny. We would be constantly if we were if we were in charge of DC Comics. Oh boy. First off. Half the, we, half we, the would, we would have a fist we would have a fist fight over over be like i'd be like i want to ship batman and wonder woman and he'd be like no Bat superman and wonder woman you could do a black label there you go and, and then what i would do is i would call i would oh, call the tom taylor into my office I, I would call tom taylor into my office then slide a comic book across the the the, the table and he he opens it up and it's the comic version of him uh, of me going um, to him you're fired That's I would essentially fire most of the creative staff on there that are terrible writers. You're fired. You're fired. F you. You're fired. Yeah, oh, exactly. Tom Taylor. Um. Uh. By the way, uh, I just I I hired someone to light your pants on fire because you're such a liar. And yeah. By the way, uh, what I would do. Also, would you're do, fired. <laughs> so remember when B Bendis was coming to DC? They they had those ads. Bendis is coming. So to I, advertise, I sure, I sure, I, sure, I, it, it, I took them long enough. I'm sure the ladies were like, "Oh, please, let's yeah. get over." And then what's funny is that what I would do is for I would make it public that I'm eliminating all traces of Bendis, and then the ads would be Bendis is leaving. Like I, I would, for one thing, completely eliminate everything he did with Superman. Gone gone everything you do with justice literally every single thing he did at dc gone eliminate naomi eliminate everything because he didn't contribute anything of value to dc and nothing of value was lost yeah exactly not everything he contributed to dc no one likes like we saw no one clearly likes naomi because her show got canceled after one season Mm -hmm. and she the only reason why she was in the justice league because he was writing the justice league so once again completely deep bend to superman and then proceed to like essentially put as much snyderverse references into into the justice league comics as humanly possible let's see what what else would i do that would be hilarious uh let me see. I would actually put a competent writer on Wonder Woman because she's one of the characters that 
for how high she's held up in the DC Pantheon, she's never really had that good a run short of George Perez. Uh, I think she's done some good. I, uh, I know there's a ever heard of Bill Mazur Lopes. She did a really good uh, one on one run. Yeah, maybe Greg Rucka, but it's very, she has to have that. I'm sorry, go ahead. See, the thing is, I'm actually friends with Bill Mazur Lopes, so mm-hmm. I actually got to like defend his Wonder Woman ride, you know, and whatnot. I've never uh, read it, so I, I, I'll, I'll check it out, but. My point is, is that if you not... want anything signed, I, I I can I can arrange that. Oh sweet! But there's not a lot of like well-known Wonder Woman stories though, besides like Hikatea and maybe like Eye of the Gorgon and stuff. But besides that, it's like like this way, she should be more more like popular than she is. Honestly, to be perfectly blunt, she's most well known. Well, nowadays for two things, but like mostly she's known for the Linda Carter show. Mm-hmm. And That's like the, the biggest thing. And now the fact that, uh, and also Gal Gadot's butt. Well, yeah. Thanks, Joss Whedon. But, but uh, oh, fun fact. Um, so when I was watching like Justice League, I thought all those shots were, were Zack Snyder. You know, like, <laughs> oh, Zack Snyder, he's all sexist. He, he has this obsession with her, her butt, you know. And then I watched that account. It's like, wait, all the butt shots are gone. Are you saying those are joss whedon and then knowing what i know of joss now you know oh another thing i would do is i would make also the fact that none of the justice league people like joss whedon that also i'm like also i'm pretty sure gal gadot wasn't a fan like could you have the camera pointed somewhere remember the part where flash falls into her that was a body double and he threatens her career So going back to what to how I would run DC, I would also make. Can I just say that was such a stupid moment because like that 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 like that is an anime moment. That is a pure anime moment, and it flies in the like it is like such the wrong. It goes against the whole tone of tone of the movie, and the tone of that Wonder Woman because we had just had the Wonder Woman movie. But the way I would run DC is that I would come. I would also make sure the editors did their job and tell them, you can tell any writer, I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's Grant Morrison or Bendis. You can tell them no. And please do. If you had to bend Bendis's arm, uh, go ahead. Actually, that would be preferable. Yeah. Uh, Except what I would actually do is that if Bendis did anything stupid, like his entire Superman run, Making Superboy wear that, that really stupid um, um, 90s look. I would essentially say, in the next issue, you're undoing that. I actually kind of like the 90s Superboy look. It I, looks I like... horrible in the nowadays. Lo- it doesn't fit. But I like the era of comic books where everyone got a leather jacket. That's true, but rogue, now I'm sorry, but you got to admit, if you put a leather jacket, if you give like rogues look now, like this way, you, Wonder you, Woman you, got, you got a leather jacket. Same tune. Wonder Woman like got a leather jacket. Like rogues look from like the '90s. If they had it on her now, you would you would be defending that the heck. Oh, I know that they have it in the comics. <laughs> but let me put it this way: it looks better. But I don't like the haircut. At least get rid of the stupid haircut. That, What's that funny is that haircuts actually kind of come back in style, like the whole broccoli thing. That's actually yeah. come back in style. Well, but it's just uh, there's a reason why they changed uh, um, Superboy in the early 2000s to not have that look. They went in like the exact opposite direction. 
Like yeah. here, here's here's a black t-shirt with a red Superman logo on it. You're Superboy now. Yeah, there you go. That was cool. Granted, that makes for the easiest. Like I'm like, so when I get into shape and I actually get like actually kind of jacked, I'm gonna do a super superboy cosplay. And all I have to do is get like blue jeans and like the red t-shirt and make sure I had the muscles, maybe slick my hair back or something. I have long said the one cosplay I want to do is new Patty <laughs> choose Superman from the very beginning because all I need is jeans, boots. T-shirt and a cape. Done. I want to do Nightwing so bad. Mm-hmm. But anyway, what's the one... Uh, so, uh, what's one of the things you would do if you ran DC? <sighs> um, well, kind of steer them more to a, to a classic hero's direction. Mm-hmm. Not, be, not be as political. Um, oh, yeah. I'd bring back Vertigo, for sure. Oh, um, yeah. And, and be like, if you're going to go political, do it in an original comic with Vertigo. Um, like, Vertigo was kind of the home for that kind of stuff anyway. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're going to do something, put it under Vertigo. Because, um, like, I'm sorry, but, like, the DC Blacks label, it's just, that is such a kitschy name. It's, it's, it's like porn parody levels. But here's the thing. Whereas, with Black Label, it was supposed to be the more mature books. And then Batman's private parts but got, Vertigo, got that was what vertigo was for vertigo was for the more mature books those are for but like vertigo was like mature as an adult like mm-hmm. actual adult storytelling you know and vertigo has like some some amazing some, some of the most amazing books ever and i just i just bring back vertigo and like the whole thing about vertigo is like putting turning it on its head it's perfect naming you know where mm-hmm. black's label is so generic yeah exactly like, on, like Marvel actually had a better name in the in the early 2000s, like the Marvel Knights, you know, like mm-hmm. as in like night shining armor, but it also planned words like Marvel Knights as in darkness. And that yeah. actually kind of worked for like a mature rated storytelling thing. Like that was actually kind of clever. Like I actually like that. Here's an idea: establish a DC like Ultimate y- Universe. That way you can start from the very beginning. What's funny is they did exactly that with the new fifty-two. They they tried to do ultimate, no. but actually in me. They, they, well, that, no, 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 no. Let me explain. They tried to do the ultimate, but they did it in main universe. They just rebooted everything yeah. in the main universe. But essentially, they were just doing ultimate. That's essentially what they were doing. No, but I'm just saying, is, keep the have two publishing lines like Marvel did. What would you call it? Uh, I actually, even though the name's already taken, I would have called it DC Rebirth. Or uh, let me, see. or yeah, but uh, it, it, essentially it would be for like more mature storyline, well, more mature takes. We could retell classic storylines, but change them up a little bit. No, let's have a place where we can have these changes. And okay, so on that note, I think it's a good place to leave it because the game's all done installing, and we're, we're running out of things to talk about. So, Nick, always a pleasure having you on. Oh yes, uh, I got I got about another hour with you, so uh, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Let's do it. And this project that Nick and I are doing will be revealed probably Monday or Tuesday, most likely Monday. I did kind of hint about it on my Twitter, but you know. Yeah, if you say, if you saw that, that's a that's a massive hint. Anyway, guys. Uh, stay heroic, 
I hope you guys have a great weekend and I will see you in the next one. Stay warm. <laughs> <Bye -bye. laughs>